Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello. It is Kinsey, and it is so great to be back with you today. I can't believe that Christmas is behind us, and we are now officially staring very close at January 1st, 2021. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas. Hopefully you had a chance to relax a little bit, hang out with your family and your friends, and just spend a little bit of time enjoying and celebrating the season. Now here we are in the very last week of 2020, and it is going to be a good one. Maybe you're back at work, maybe you've got the week off, maybe you're traveling. Wherever you find yourself today, I hope that you know that you have a choice. Right now, you have a choice. You can choose to have a great day doing whatever you find yourself doing, whether it's taking care of kids, cleaning your house, catching up at the office, or maybe propping your feet up on the couch, wherever you find yourself. You can choose to have a great day. Or you can choose to carry a blah attitude, just focusing on everything that you need to do or everything you didn't do, everything that may have gone wrong, or just focusing on your unhappiness in general. Here's the good news, though. It is your choice. I really do love and I guess sometimes hate the fact that I always have a choice because it reminds me that regardless of my situation, I have complete control over what kind of day that I have. Even if everything around me seems to be falling apart, I can still choose to look for the good, to focus on the positive, to be kind, to help others, and to keep pressing forward. So as we approach this brand new year, I just wanted to touch a little bit on goals, resolutions, intentions, whatever word that you like to use as you think about all that you want to accomplish or work on over the next 365 days. If you didn't have a chance to listen to the last episode of this podcast, it was episode number 16, where I talked about my year in review. I highly, highly suggest that you stop this one and jump back to that one and just take a listen before you listen to me talk through goals and intentions today. And I know I said this in that episode, but I just want to say it again because I really think that we all need this reminder constantly. If you don't like the way that 2020 went for you, it's up to you to do something different to make 2021 better. That's tough, right? That's kind of a tough pill to swallow. And I'm not talking about if something bad happened to you because you don't have control over that. But you do have control over so many other things in your life, right? So if you don't like the way that 2020 went personally for you, it's time for you to do something different this year. Because the deal is we aren't going to wake up on January 1st in a different situation or in a different circumstance or like with all of our problems magically gone. It just doesn't work that way. If you want something to change, you have to make a change. So here we go. Let's talk about some of the changes that maybe you want to accomplish this year. You might already know this about me, but 
I'm a much bigger fan of intentions than I am of resolutions. I'm a huge believer in setting yourself up for success. So while I love goals, I find that resolutions, this is me personally, they can sometimes leave me feeling just a little bit discouraged. They're so black and white and all in or all out feeling. So sometimes I find myself in this place where if I mess up, I feel like my resolution is over or I failed. And I really feel that way when it happens just a few weeks into the year. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not even March and I already messed up, right? That doesn't build me up to move forward. For me, resolutions don't allow for as much flexibility. And if I learned anything from 2020, it's that you better be flexible and ready to roll with the punches. If you're a resolution setter now, by all means, get after it. However, if you're like me or you've ever felt like maybe resolutions put a little bit too much pressure on you, I would love to introduce you to the shift I made to my quote-unquote resolutions. And I just simply call it living with intention. Oh, yeah, what the heck is living with intention, right? I feel like that phrase, living with intention, it's thrown around a lot, but we often don't really know what it means. I don't even know if my interpretation is correct, but it's what I'm going with. And this is just my belief. But I believe that living with intention means that you live with the end in mind. And all right, I know that's like a little bit deep maybe. So what in the world does that mean? I feel like when you live with the end in mind, it's like taking a journey with Mr. Scrooge from The Christmas Carol and looking back at your life from the end. I don't know about you, but we watched that movie a few times over the last few weeks, so it's fresh in my head, which is maybe why I'm associating that with living with the end in mind. But it just reminds me to ask questions of myself, like, what would I want my story to look like? If I were to play my life in a movie and I'm to the end of my life and I am taking a journey back through time, what would I want my story to look like? When I'm 100, what are the things that I think will be meaningful to me? And I'm guessing they're probably going to be very different than some of the things that are meaningful to me right now. When I look at my life with the end in mind, I can begin to develop intentions that I want to live out today so that when I look back in 30, 40, 50, however many years it is, I can see a life that I would consider to be well-lived. Right, And that's, that's really important too, I feel like, because I said, I want to look back and see a life that I would consider to be well-lived. Not what the world tells me is a well-lived life. Not what maybe my parents thought would be a well-lived life, but what I would consider, what I would consider to be a life well-lived. And personally, looking at my goals with the end in mind or my intentions, whatever it is with the end in mind, It just kind of helps me cut through all of the crap and all of the noise that's so crowded in my life. It helps me to remember that life isn't just about accomplishing things. It's not just about like my list of everything that I've done well. Life is about accomplishing the right things. When I look back and I found quote unquote success in terms of what other people said I should do or have or what my parents told me was important, how am I going to really feel? Right? In case you aren't aware, we have like such a small time on this planet. 
I'm not sure about you, but I want to spend the rest of my time doing things that I enjoy, that I am passionate about, and that I want to do. For me, I don't want to live my life just spinning my wheels or being in a constant state of busyness or taking on everything, but I want to focus on being great at a few things. And this is something that's really, really hard for me personally or people that kind of have a personality like me because deep down I have like a desire to do everything. I want to please everyone. I want to be able to run in 200 directions with all of these goals and dreams. I want to be a great mom. I want to volunteer and I want to do a great job at work and you know, all of these things. I want to be a good friend. I want to take great care of myself. I want to learn like 14 new skills this year (laughs) and on and on. Like I want to do all the things and none of this is bad. But the reality is I'm much more effective when I choose to really give my all to a few things that are most important instead of spreading myself so thin that I can't even remember like what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I have so many things that I'm working on that I'm not doing a great job on anything. Instead of being everything, I want to live with intention. I want to live with a purpose. So before you set one goal one intention, or one resolution for this year, I want you to ask yourself these two questions. The first question is this, how do I want to live? How do I want to live? And the second question is, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my life to look like? These two questions really are so powerful. And answering them honestly will set you on a path toward a life that you enjoy instead of just a life that you ended up with. So we've got to set the right goals. Let me just start by saying that I am a task-oriented person. I am OCD. I, like, love lists. It just makes my heart very happy to cross something off my to-do list. Like, I'm seriously that person that will write something down that I already did just so I can cross it off. I know that is weird, but I I have been known to do it. I'm not going to lie. But I know I also have some fellow to-do list weirdos out there listening. But when it came to my to-do list, I was really kind of faced with a harsh reality a few years ago. I was running at the time. I don't remember what I was training for, but I was running. And I remember I was listening to this book called Essentialism. And it really changed my outlook on the to-do list. And if you've never read that book, I would highly recommend it. It's a very easy read, but it's a really good one. And in the book, the simple question was asked, is your to-do list even the right list in the first place? It's like, dang, that hit home for me. In fact, it hit so hard that I'm sure I've probably talked about this hundreds of times with hundreds of people. I've probably mentioned it on one of these podcast episodes by now. So after I read the book, I started really looking at my to-do list. And it was long, right? Because it makes me feel really productive to have this great, long, awesome to-do list with all of these checks and makes me feel really accomplished. But as I started looking, I was like, whoo, yikes. Much of my to-do list was filled with things that really weren't that important and that definitely weren't moving me toward my ultimate goals. My list had a ton of extra fluff that was taking time away from the important things. And this led me just to look at my goals. What did they look like? Did my goals match the end that I wanted to create? Or if I was going to be 100% honest with myself, 
Were they simply just generic goals that really weren't that meaningful? They were just things I thought maybe I should accomplish. Or were they goals I was chasing just because I thought they looked good or sounded good? Or because I thought someone else wanted me to accomplish them? Which was another kind of aha moment for me. Because really, if the goals that you're setting aren't in alignment with the kind of life you want to live, it just doesn't make sense, right? Why would you spend your time chasing something that doesn't align with what you want out of your life? So what are your goals? Do they align with your ideal life when you take a look back in 50 years? Are they the goals and dreams that you want or are they dreams that someone else put on your life? I know that's a bit deep, but a lot of times we are living a life that was just kind of spoken over us. It was just the life we were told we should live. It's not our life. Make sure the goals and intentions you're setting in motion for your life are what's most important to you. Because really, we cannot live our purpose or really truly impact if we're not doing the things that we're called to do. And those are the passions that burn deep inside you, honestly. I know I'm getting a little deep here. I'm going to stop. But really, you have to look back and just see, is this what I want my life to look like? And if it's not, we've got to start making some changes. And then we've got to focus on the right things, not on everything. That key phrase in that book, Essentialism, is less but better. Less but better. And I wrote that, I don't know how many years as I set my intentions once I read that book. It was like, my goal this year is less but better. And this phrase is contradictory to just about anything that I was taught growing up. When I was growing up, I was just taught like, Kenzie, you can do it all. And you should do it all. So that's what my mind still says. Kenzie, you got this. Just do it all. Just sign up. Just say yes. Obviously, I just told you that I'd love to be able to do it all and do it well. Take on more, do more, volunteer for everything, sign up for everything. Do, do, do. If you know me, you know I'm a pleaser and a yes person all the way. So I hate telling people no. So I often end up committed to things I really don't want to do or overloaded with stuff that doesn't even really matter to me or doesn't align in any way, shape, or form with my goals. See, what happens when we try to do it all is that we spread ourselves way too thin. We end up being okay at a lot of things, but really great at nothing. So while, yes, you can do it all, like that wasn't wrong, I I can do it all, but I can't do it all great. So focus on one thing. This doesn't mean you only have one goal. What it does mean is that you prioritize. Maybe your year looks like a lot of years that I had. Maybe your year, this year you intend to run a marathon, get your diet nailed down, start attending church, be a better parent, get a promotion at work, sleep eight hours a night, hit a huge goal in the gym, finally manage your stress, get your finances in order, learn a new skill, and like on and on. So let's start with the fact that all of these are really, really great intentions or goals or resolutions. Like they're all positive, great things. But while they're great, how can you do all of those things with excellence? How can you dedicate that much time to doing all of those to the best of your ability? Even if your goals are good, how can you be great at everything? Because I think we have to ask ourselves, like, isn't greatness what we're really after? Like, I feel like I've said this before. I know I have, actually. But 
I don't think that many of us really just like set out in life and be like, I just want to be okay. I just want to have an okay life. I just want to, you know, I just want to be all right. I just want an average life. I just want to be average, do average. That's not what we're after. If you're listening to this podcast, I really don't think this is what you're after. Right? We want to be excellent. We want to be great. So often we get stuck and then we feel like a complete failure because we try to do it all. While we can do a lot well, we can only do a few things great. And this is something that's incredibly hard for me when it comes especially to being a small business owner, right? If I had my way, we would have multiple things going. We'd have our hand in like a variety of things, right? We'd be doing all of these things and we'd probably be okay at them, but we wouldn't be great, I pushed for that for a long time. I pushed and pushed and pushed for more, more, more. But what I found was that trying to do everything, by trying to do it all, I could never dedicate the time that it took to be truly truly great at the thing that was most important to us. And that it being hands down, like the thing that's most important to us in our business, not like in my life, but in our business is being the best gym anywhere in this area. So like that means I can't have my hand in 14 things and still run this place like it needs to be run if we're going to be the best. Right? If we're going to be the best, our coaching has to be excellent. We must always be dedicating time to becoming better trainers and better coaches and staying on top of all of the knowledge that's changing all of the time. Right? Our facility has to be meticulously maintained. Right? That involves a lot of time. Like, I'm not interested in dirty floors. Like, it drives me crazy. Like, I can't handle dirty floors, dirty bathrooms, dirty equipment. Right? So, there's time involved in keeping the facility where we want it to be. Reaching out and investing in each member, that takes time planning for and prepping for each workout so that we know right off the bat like who might need changes what modifications might we need to do how are we gonna you know orchestrate this entire workout with the people and the equipment how are we going to teach these skills right if we want to run the best gym and have the best trainers and the best facility and the best experience for our members We have to come to grips with the fact that this all takes an incredible amount of time and a lot of effort. So that is where our focus has to be. If we want to be great, our one thing has to be the gym, the training center, right? It can't be, you know, organizing training programs and races. And while we love health coaching, that's not our one thing. It's a great byproduct in our Knowledge is incredible and we'll run it every once in a while as a group program, but taking a one-on-one health coaching client right now takes away from being great at what we want to be great at, right? And that's hard to do, but it's necessary. So figure out what you want to be great at and give it everything you've got. Figuring it out, it's going to take time and patience and actual reflection, It might take doing some things, trying a few things, and understanding like, oh, that's really not my thing, to understand what your one thing is. It means you have to sit down and really take the time to think about what you enjoy, 
what's important to you and what you can possibly let go of. So as I sit down at the beginning of the year to just write out my intentions for the new year, I break my life out into those same areas that I did for my yearly review. I look at my life as a set of departments and then I write down one, one thing in each area that I want to accomplish most. And just a reminder of my departments, my personal ones and yours are kind of probably be different, but mine are family and relationships, personal growth, professional growth, health, spiritual, and finance. I have six departments, so does this mean that I can only have like six goals for the entire year? No, absolutely not. But it means that this is the end that I'm looking for. Like this is my big game in each one of these areas. And I might set other smaller goals along the way, but I make sure to really look at the one priority that I want to work on most throughout the year and then make sure I'm like my small goals all push me toward that goal. And if you set the right goals, most of the time, the little things you want to accomplish on the way are already like taking you toward that big one thing you're working on. Right? If you just really think about it and take the time to set that intention to be something important to you, everything just begins to align perfectly with it. So how do you actually set goals and intentions that you really want like to do and then actually accomplish them and not forget about them once March arrives? Because I think that's something that happens to a lot of us. Like we've got these great intentions and they're all written down and then you know, we get a couple weeks into the year and we're busy or we hit a road bump or something happens and then everything just kind of goes out the window. So here's a couple of things that help me. And the first one is just to be very specific. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make as they set goals is that they're really generic and sometimes they really aren't goals at all. I talked about the goal board a few weeks ago. There is a difference between goals and choices, right? There's a difference between goals and choices. Intentions and goals must be specific, and they need to be measurable if at all possible. For example, you might write, get healthy as a goal for 2021. Well, what exactly does that mean? What does get healthy mean to you? What does that look like in detail? Does it mean that you lose 30 pounds? Or does it mean that you actually sleep? Does it mean that you practice self-care? Does it mean that you get stronger? Like, what does get healthy mean to you? Because it's going to mean something different for everyone. So I would argue we need to be very specific on exactly what get healthy means to you. Another one, save money. It's always a biggie. Okay, how much money? Get specific and then get more specific. Right? Saving money is a choice. You have a choice all the time, but we've got to have a bigger goal in mind so that we are always working towards something. And then we need to be able to measure it. Right? Pull-ups. A lot of people in our gym, always pull-ups are a big goal. They'll write pull-up on the board. Okay? Well, it's not very specific. I mean, it's better than like get stronger, but how many pull-ups? You want to do one? You want to do five? You want strict pull-ups, kipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups? Like, what are we talking here? The more specific you can get, the better. For some areas of your life, the specifics might be more of a detailed visualization. So something like relationships. Maybe you write, improve my marriage. Great. What does that look like? In your opinion, what does a great, solid, strong marriage look like? 
write it out with the details. And all of this, you guys, we've got to write it all down. We've got to write it all down. By now, you already know I like to write things down, but there is power in putting pen to paper and writing out what you want to accomplish and then looking at it on the regular. If you don't write it down, chances are that you're going to go all in for a bit and then kind of just let things fall to the side when you get busy because, you know, life is crazy and things come up and we get distracted. So write down your intentions and write them somewhere where you're going to see them. And then we got to get a plan. Once you write down what it is you want to accomplish, it's time to get a plan. Having an end destination is great, but you've got to know how to get there. Start breaking that big goal for the year down into quarterly and then monthly and then weekly and then daily goals. When you approach big goals this way, it just makes them seem so much less scary. For example, you know, let's run through hitting a new clean and jerk PR. Saw that on the board just a few minutes ago before I was walking in the office to record this. Right? So now maybe your max clean and jerk is 115 pounds. And you want to hit 150-pound clean and jerk this year. It's quite a jump. Obviously, you're not just going to walk up in the middle of June and just pick up the 150 pounds and do, do nothing else along the way. So what happens is you just work little by little. You drill the fundamentals daily. You begin to work on accessory movements. Maybe you work your deadlift to improve your strength. Maybe you work your overhead position to improve your jerk. You spend some extra time working on technique. Technique. With each lifting session, you jump just a little bit. And all of a sudden, all of these little things, they begin to pay off. The technique begins to come naturally. You've gotten stronger and you can finally see yourself hitting that PR. Same goes with a long distance race. You know, let's take, I, I run the, a couple of 50Ks, but my favorite 50K, and one day I'll run it again, is Mount Chihaw 50K. When you get ready to start training for that, you don't just like show up and run 31 miles up a mountain. Like you don't just show up on race day. And at first, honestly, that distance just seems daunting and scary. It's like, how in the world, especially after your first training training run, you're like, okay, like six miles really sucked and I'm dying. That 50K looks crazy. Right? But if you slowly build your mileage, if you keep showing up every week, if you keep adding little by little, you focus on your workouts and you take care of yourself all of a sudden it seems manageable and all of a sudden you show up on race day and you do it as humans we just don't work well in big chunks we don't it's hard to wrap our mind around something so big we perform much better by doing one small thing at a time and allowing ourselves to build momentum We talk with people about this all the time when they're trying to make changes in their diet or in their lifestyle. Like, we cannot change everything tomorrow. We probably can, but it's going to only last for a little while, and then we're going to slide right back down to where we started. We just do better by finding one small thing and allowing ourselves to build momentum. If you've never read the book, The Slide Edge, this is The Slide Edge Principle. And if you have never read that book, my word, everyone needs to read that book. It's a great book, and 
if you can teach it to your kids when they're young, I swear they're going to be way more successful than most of us because we were never taught these things. But do the small things and over time they begin to compound into big things. It's so simple when you start to think about it this way. So think about just one thing you can do today to move you toward that end goal and then do it. Right? Just one thing. We can all do one thing and then find another thing. Just one and do it. And then another and then another. Goals are accomplished by small, consistent changes done day in and day out, not by hitting the goal lotto and all of a sudden you've gotten everything overnight. They are accomplished by small, consistent changes done day in and day out. So get your plan. And remember that a flexible plan beats a rigid plan any day of the week. Also, don't forget that action on a decent plan beats inaction on a perfect plan. So don't get so tied up in the perfect plan that you just don't do. Focus on doing. Do something. You want to set yourself up for success. You want to give yourself small wins and then build on those. And then tell somebody. I'll tell you that this one can sometimes be the hardest. It's like, why do we want to keep our goals and dreams and intentions just for us? Here's what I found. Most of the time, we don't want to share because we're scared to fail. We think that if we tell someone and then we don't follow through, that we, like, just suck. Instead, we take this mindset. And don't tell me you haven't been there before because I know I have and I know most of us have. We think that if we haven't followed through before, maybe, just maybe, we'll surprise everybody this time. When we go at this goal alone, we crush it, and then everyone's just going to be wowed. No, negative. Please don't take that approach. We need accountability. We're humans. We need people. I don't care who you are, how much willpower you have, or how freaking awesome you are at following a plan. We all need accountability. We will all come to a place where we need encouragement. So share your goals with somebody. It doesn't matter how big or small they are or how insignificant you think someone might think they are. Just talk to someone. It's awesome to know that you have someone in your corner. It sometimes just gives you that extra push to keep going when you're tired. But then your friend like shoots you a text and it's like, hey, how's that goal coming along? How's that clean and jerk PR going? Have you been doing your fundamentals? Have you been showing up? Right? It's funny. I know me and I... And more successful when I share my goals. And I know as people, we're more successful when we share our goals. So now it's your turn. Sit down and just allow yourself to dream for a little while and to think big. Look back at that reflection that you did. If you haven't done it, do it. I promise it's worth it. But look back and just see the common threads. Understand that this is your life and not anyone else's. You have the opportunity to create the life you want and not just run through the motions. So as you get ready to start your new year and think about what you want, focus on the right things, get specific, write it down, get a plan, and then tell someone. Right? What will you do to make this your best year yet? How will you invest in yourself this year? What will be your one thing? Guys, 2020 has been a ride. 
no doubt. But if you look back, I guarantee you can find something to learn from. We've got just a couple of days left in 2020. Maybe by the time you're listening to it, maybe it's already the new year. I don't know. But don't waste any of your days. Happy, happy new year. If there is anything that you need from Josh or myself, please let us know. We are happy to help you however we can. We love setting goals. We love talking goals. We love talking food and exercise and mindset and all the things. If you're local and you haven't been over to the FOF Training Center to try a a few classes, like I just got to ask you, what in the world is stopping you? This place is amazing. Come on out. Try it for a week. We'd love to see you. We'll welcome you with open arms. But this is going to be a great year, you guys. I can feel it. I'm proud of you for being here. I'm proud of you for listening. I hope that you enjoy your day, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed On Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day.